watching Mallrats, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for listening. All right, welcome back to the Mallrats podcast. Hi. Okay. Sorry, my mic wasn't near me, ready to go. I missed the countdown. What are we doing today? Today we are doing part four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're almost done. We are almost, the show's almost done. I don't even, can you realistically predict where we're going and what the no resolution of this six-parter is? I mean, they I just. I don't think we've seen anything that leads to a bigger plot yet. No, uh, I didn't think it would be a rescue of Leia from the Inquisitorious, whatever he called whatever. it, fortress. Um, poor Wade, rest in peace. You know, I had no emotions. I had none either. Him. Other than that, Reva can throw whatever box she can force throw it and hurl it faster than a, a speeder can fly away and it can catch it. It wasn't that fast. Uh, well, they were air speeders. You know, they, those were the same, uh, you know, the speeders that they used to take down the, the AT-AT, AT-AT walkers. You know what I mean? And they were struggling to get them acclimated to the cold. Well, then I'll have don't, to go out on a tauntaun then. Don't say AT-AT. I don't like saying AT-AT. I, I think it's more AT-AT, but that's just the way things are. You know, certain generation want to call it that. Ugh. I know. No. I know. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't quite know where this is going to go either. Um, I am kind of glad. Are you surprised? I, I guess we may have talked about this a bit with, uh, the whole Leia thing. We thought this would be, if anything, he was stuck on Tatooine with uh-huh. a baby Luke looking after. I'm really pleased that they went in a different direction. What do you think? We don't want more Tatooine. We've had it like every movie. We don't need more of it. And we just got it a ton with Boba Fett. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Boba had been earlier and Mando was later. Maybe. Maybe different. But uh, I do know that there are some great stories to be had there. Um, I, uh, you know, especially with the novelization Kenobi, uh, which is now, you know, not canon. It's back into the the legendary um, type of storytelling. But... Uh, I did enjoy that story, but a lot of what you see him doing, minus, you know, rescuing kids, um, you know, him um, being very um, hesitant to, to act out, um, to hide his stuff, all of that is stuff from the novels, um, and so I was pretty excited to see that on Tatooine, um, but seeing it elsewhere, I'm glad we saw Dayu, um, and, uh, you know, this water world seems pretty cool. You know what I mean? Nur, nur, nur. Um, so I like the direction it's going, but I don't know where we're headed. You know, in two episodes and, uh, you know, episode five uh, just came out recently. Uh, six is coming out this week. Um, I don't know how they're going to wrap it up. And Maybe they won't. Well, Just leave it open for season two. This has been such – I think the premiere was like the highest watched Disney Plus show ever. So something so successful, I don't think they're going to leave this a limited series. Um, you know, just like Boba Fett's a limited series. That it wasn't set up to be a recurring seasons. You know, like I don't, a, I don't think they're going to be able to stretch out their nine years they have that much into an actual show. No, I mean, but I mean, we could have multiple seasons of this if the story is interesting. I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I guess all of this is stuff that I hadn't even thought of. And, and so leave it to those uh, Disney Plus Star Wars creatives. Um, I think they're doing a, a, a really smashing job with this again. Yeah. So um, good. So uh, part four, anything you want to get off your chest right away? You weren't too thrilled with the last part. You know, the, the Vader, Obi-Wan conflict oh. and showdown yeah. and all that. So you were really let down. This one... It felt like they were trying to copy Rogue One. In what way? Well, like, they have a whole plan to get in, and they have to get something. Standing around a table yeah. talking about it. Um, Are you not a fan of Rogue One? Or? No, I loved Rogue One. Okay. It was one of the better ones. Okay, so is this not a negative statement? This is just a this comment? This is somewhat of a negative statement, okay. because it feels like they're trying to copy it, but it's just like every heist movie. Oh. Just trying to get something. <laughs> it's a heist movie. Uh, you know, even I mean, go back to uh, original. You know, uh, Attack on the Second Death Star and Jedi, standing around talking about yep. what we're. You know what I mean? So you you kind of have to have that planning. Uh, you know, Poe and they did it before Star Killer Base. So, is it not so much a copy of Rogue One, but more about this is just the standard of Star Wars, maybe? Yeah. And are you tired of it? Is that what I'm yeah, sensing? I mean, the big war room and then go do this awesome thing is, like, it's fun, but they do it every time. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Hope. They, they do it every time. Like, they did it in Rogue One at that table where they're all arguing about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I think almost they do it all the time. in any good war movie, though, you see them planning on a big battlefield map, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. I guess, and I'm not crapping on your idea. I totally understand what you mean. You just kind of get tired of me and want something else. I'm, I don't want to put you on spot, but do you have a different way that you would showcase, show that? As opposed to, we're just going to improv this. Well, and yeah, because... Do we not even need to see them talking about it well, and just go and watch them There's always enacted? those cliches, though. Like, there's always the war room, or there's always the one guy who says he has a plan, but he really doesn't. Or they just talked about it, but you don't get to hear it, and they just do it, and you get surprised. Because that's more like a heist movie. They don't tell you what they're doing, and then they surprise you at the end. I don't yeah. Know. You can't really or they leave out a... Per well, things rarely ever go exactly the way they want them to. And then it's just like, okay, so, well, at least we knew what the plan was, but yeah. then somebody had a trick up their sleeves. Like Danny Ocean all of a sudden shows up, you know, at the end, and they're like, you didn't think I was going to sit this one out, did you? You know, and help yeah. them up, that type of thing. I hear you. I hear you. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, what do you think about um, What do you think about the Reva Leia scenes throughout I think it's kind of weird. She's being such like a predator to the ten-year-old. That seems a little strange. So creepy. And that you know the path. Didn't she maybe just hear about it? Yeah. Like where are they? I mean, she knows where they are, but maybe it's more wishful thinking. Yeah. Okay. So Reva clearly hates the Jedi, and they were former Jedi, is what we heard a few episodes ago, right? Yeah. Do you think? That, and we don't know anything about, you know, we haven't seen episode five, um, so maybe it's all established then. But do you think that Reva was, I don't know, in the temple on Order 66? Um, was she, I don't, I don't she know. She hates the, the Jedi so much. That's the thing. 
Is it because the family, she wasn't protected? They didn't do a good enough job protecting her, pulling her away from the family? You know, um, we had, was the last episode, I think Obi-Wan and Leia were talking about how uh, Obi-Wan's family, he remembers little images of a brother and Uh a parent, um, but he was taken away. Is she resentful of the Jedi from being taken away and then being hunted and... Yeah. I, I don't know. I and I don't think we're supposed to know necessarily, but um yeah, this will make a lot more sense after we watch the next two episodes, I imagine. Um with regards to where does this hate and specifically Kenobi. I think at this stage she sees Kenobi as the stepping stone to Darth Vader's right hand. Yeah. So maybe That's it's cool. nothing specifically about him. It's just the She's chasing the power. Chasing the, and how can she leapfrog? If fifth brother is next in line, like he says, maybe this is a way that she can leapfrog and make herself indispensable. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed, and we've seen Leia be smart. Um, You know, we saw her sneak Lola away from her mom while she was hugging her. You know, we see her back talking her, was her cousin, you know, in that first episode and putting him in his place. And we see her here. You know, being intimidated and scared, but then we find out she's not so intimidated and scared. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You don't know what? She should be intimidated and scared. But it's Princess Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Okay. Yes. Why is she the princess? She literally said in this episode, I'm the daughter of Senator P. Organa. Yeah. the other lady but okay not, so we're going they're not to the, kings they're not queens they're not princes the ruling class of alderaan they're senators maybe yeah maybe he's the ruler so he's like the president yeah but or why like would he be a senator on coruscant all the time then i don't know i don't know either she's not a princess well she's princess she's such a cute little hey, hey princess ew every young little girl's a princess or they want to be but she calls herself a princess. Yeah, that's kind of princess Leia, and they always do. That's a great question. Is that, dare I say, a plot hole to Star Wars? All right, right. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. We'll have to research that. Give that to our social media and let her figure it Please. out. Give her something to do. Um, I did like there was. I think there were three distinctive moments of interrogation by Reva, and. She couldn't get, she couldn't break Leia. And then finally Leia said something like, okay, I'll tell you. But first I need to tell my dad. But that's okay, right? Because we're on the same side. Uh-huh. And you see Reva, she reaches her hand out like, I'm going to smack, grab you, pulls it back. Like she was just outwitted by this 10-year-old. She goes, very clever, very smart. Let's see if those alligator tears are real. And so we see that Leia has truly... Um, I don't. I'm not going to say been manipulating, but she she's been able to resist the uh, interrogation. Which this takes us back to the original Star Wars movie when she's in the Death Star. We don't see her tortured by or even talked to by uh, Vader. But Vader comes back in once and says that her resistance to the mind probe is oh gosh, what was the word? Uh, it's not amazing. Um, astounding uh, yeah it was something but it was something to the effect of like she her it's considerable i think is what it was resistance to my probe is considerable which we see there 
Rebus is trying to get Reva is trying to get into Leia's mind, and Leia goes, "Are we having a staring contest?" It's like, who is this kid? You know, I mean, this is amazing. Um, and so I just think it helps to to set up that that legend status that that Leia, um, you know, she was ne- yes. She's the damsel in distress, but she was always much stronger of a female damsel than typical, you know, archetypes in mm-hmm. stories, right? She could fend for herself even though she needed the boys to always come rescue her. And here she needed another boy to do that. But she's a kid. Um, so uh, what did you like? Were there? Did you enjoy this more than the last yeah. part? Okay. Liked- what was it about this that you enjoyed? Well, or stood out for you. I liked the heist part of it. I just didn't like how they used the trope. Okay. Um, I liked that it was like Camino, but not the Water World. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about like the lighting? And we've been on here before, but uh, like the Inquisitor, any any sub uh, submerged levels, it's just so it's weird. Greenish color. It looks like they forgot to turn on the green screen. Huh. Like, it's just green. It is lit weird, but it's almost like they're doing natural lighting through the thing. Have you noticed that every room is just massive? Yeah. Why? It's way too big. Why? Because, like, the hangar was so tall. So so much weight. Yes, we have to fly some things in, but... And then, like, the room they go in, it's, like, 300 feet tall. Yeah. Like, well, it's a little extreme, but yeah. No, it was. It It, You know how much... how That would be so hard to heat. You know, they or to keep cool, it. or uh, they're fueled by their rage. They're fueled by the that works for just those individuals. Yeah. Um, but it just seems so massive. Like, okay, what about the torture room? A big massive so room with one chair in the dead center. Now it looked cool, and then two stormtroopers after they tire down, they go, you know, symmetrically to either side. But it did. The lighting is cool, but then when the power went out. In the darkness, all of a sudden, Obi-Wan is there in the darkness, flips on that blue saber, wipes out the dude, goes back into the darkness, gets behind. there. And we talked about this, mainly I've talked about it, but the lightsabers are much different to me than they have been in the movies. Yes. Do they have a different aesthetically? Yeah, brighter. brighter. There's always more residual light off the individual. The only time I remember that in the movies were uh, the Battle of Geonosis. It's when Anakin is fighting Dooku, and he's holding one or two of the lightsabers at this point. I think Obi-Wan's uh, unconscious, and he's going in and out of shadows against Dooku. And he like hits some power cord, and it sparks, and you just see the light on his face. Here, it's just not the face. It's the whole body. Um, I just – maybe it's that we've had – what three seasons of Disney Plus Star Wars shows with little to no lightsabers, and oh, so I, I think they just bumped up the brightness. I really li- to make it cooler. I really liked them, and I think it's been a very dark show. Um, yeah. Whether it's Dayu or Obi Wan's fighting, you know, um, a Vader, and even in here, the the, the darkness and light. I really enjoy the uh, the look of uh, yes, yes, of the lighting. Um, Okay, the one thing that gave me more questions than anything, so I need you to set me straight here. What was with the Obi-Wan's, before he saves Leia, he goes through the tomb. 
the trophy room, the whatever whatever you know in the other shows it was like cloning tubes that ain't it you know this reminded me of independence day at area 51 when you see the the aliens in their formaldehyde you know but what was what was all this stuff i think i I don't know i think it's all the dead jedi or whatever are they all jedi yeah the only no i did not recognize this for 10 years I didn't recognize a single one. There was the old guy, and then there was a Padawan. The little Padawan at the end, because he had on the same hat that we saw in the first scenes, you know, of Order 66, right? It's probably, and we could match up the scenes, but it's probably one of those kids, a youngling. You know, one of those kids who, um, yeah. And we assume they're dead, but the very first guy looked more Jedi. The others just look like people to me. Maybe they're force sensitives, you know, and they're bringing, you know, collecting. I don't know. Is None this? Of them have lightsaber holes or cuts. I didn't, yeah, I didn't look and that we close. Got that one dude from Tatooine that was hung. Yeah, was he in the tubes here? I didn't see, see is this the Inquisitor's collection? Because this is Invader's place, even though he does come there, but they say he's in Mustafar. And this planet Nur is a moon in the in the Mustafar system, so he's close. Okay. Um, anyway, I just found that interesting and disturbing. Um, what are they doing? What are they doing? Are they like, like in the Mandalorian where they're using the the blood or whatever to do? Something? Are they researching them? Uh, trying to clone them? I don't. Or is it just simply a sick? Um, we've hunted you and we just mounted you on the wall. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Sure? I, I don't know if there is an answer at this particular point. Uh, but I just found that really interesting. Um, there was a cool scene in the escape uh, down in the water tunnel where the glass is breaking. Obi-Wan has quickly started to uh, yeah, pick it up, harness it a bit. There was a little moment earlier where he had to distract two stormtroopers with a noise, just like he does in the Death Star, to get them to look away so he could escape. He does a little flick, you know, something. Um, and But uh, forcing the water back and all of that plexiglass or glass that's cracked and splintered, he's holding that stuff in place like it's a puzzle still, even though it's being pushed by the water. You know, it's cool. Don't question it. It was really cool, and then he was able to push the water towards the the troopers, um, you know, and get away. But uh, that was a neat moment, and it reminded me of if you recall the Bad Batch when the Camino uh, was being uh, bombarded by Tarkin and blown up, obliterated Camino, uh, Topoka City. Um, you know, there's a lot of the underwater tunnels, and it was very, very similar to that. Um, what do you think about uh, Tala in this episode? A little bit more uh, character defining. Why don't you talk about her a bit? What do you think? What do you mean, what do I think? What do you think about her? What do you think about her contributions? Um, I mean, she's helping. Do you like her? I, she's okay. Yeah? Like, I guess it's it's been two episodes. We haven't had, like, two seasons of The Mandalorian where we get to know them. But, I mean... Like, a lot of the characters in this show, specifically, I don't care if they live or die. She could die, and I wouldn't care. Fair. Uh, you're referring to just the other people on Jabim that we just met. Right? Sure. 
right? Wade and uh, and Tala. Okay, I I do like how she appear. You know, she agrees to help him get in. Well, he asked her, "Is your cover intact?" She goes, "Well, we'll find out soon." So, I mean, she's a very courageous individual. And then even the big confrontation with her and Riva, you know, um, you know, she goes, "Confess you're a spy." She goes, "I am." You know, I've I've had to be a spy in order to survive, but they'd have killed me. And you know, she was really quick on her feet. Um, I don't. I did not look at her as being a negative con- uh, contributor to the no. story as an actor or whatever. I think she's doing fine. She's good. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed her. And again, I said I've enjoyed her from her Game of Thrones arc, but this is a much different character. Um, and so she's. I I've enjoyed her. Um, we were debating last episode whether she was a one and done, um, just like a uh, Kamal Nanjiani was, you know, early on. Um, but uh, I I did like her. I did like. I just – I've talked about this before, so I apologize. I won't go into it big time. But I really enjoy seeing women as big contributors and main focus of dialogue and plot arc in Star Wars. We didn't have that before. They tried to rectify with Padme a little bit, gave her a little bit more to do so she wasn't always the damsel. You know, She was like the supposed Leia 2.0. But it really took till these sequel movies where, and even with uh, Jen Erso in Rogue One, you know, women have been the main characters, you know, and so that's been going a long way. And now we have, um, you know, uh, um, uh, non-Caucasians in strong, uh, heavy screen time roles. And so I think Star Wars is doing what should have been done a long time ago. Um, And so I I just, I'm glad that it's looking different. It's sounding different uh, than what Star Wars had been for the last 40 years. 40 years you know what i mean 40 plus so um vader let's talk about the end vader comes charging in doesn't even let reva say anything and he gets her in a force choke and he's gonna end her because what did i say you fail me oh, you die right that type of thing okay, okay. remember that yeah I do, I do and so what do you think about uh how she got out of this because she didn't clearly want them to escape. She yeah, was going to kill them there. Like a, it was like a last-second plan. But when did she plant the tracker? Did she do it well, like... When Leia was getting tortured? Well, Leia had it while she was getting tortured. Well, remember, Leia had her under the table, and Reva pulled her out with the force. and goes, that. ooh, I've... You know, so she goes, I had one of these when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So she probably just got it at some point between then. But... I think it was really smart on her part to think that uh, a contingency plan should something go wrong. But she's going to die, and she goes, I let him go. And you see Vader just take a beat, like, what? (laughs) You you know, and so, like, he had to hear more. So he let her down, and she goes wherever. Our prey goes, Kenobi. This will go with it, right? And so we know... In the story, she's referencing Leia is going with it, but Vader didn't care about Leia. He cares about Kenobi. But we know that it's Leia's the one who's taken off, and it's it's Lola. Aren't they gonna talk? Who's they? Leia and Vader. Um, Are they gonna meet each other? Well, if they do, it's not gonna be as your father. It's gonna be as similar to when the first time they ever meet in Star Wars in Tantive Four, right after the events of Rogue one um 
he might be introduced to her just as, oh, this is Leia Organa of Alderaan, you know, Senator Bale's daughter. Wouldn't he know, though, that it's his daughter? He didn't know Luke was his son. Well. Not that he met him in the first movie. It has to happen during the, you know, the literature or whatever, the stories that happen between that and Empire. Mm-hmm. You know, that, uh, well, and then the, um, the Emperor tells him, you know, I believe that the Jedi who blew up the Death Star is the son of Anakin Skywalker. How is this possible? Search your feelings, Lord Vader. You'll know it to be true. That type of thing. So, you know, he's not told that in the first movie. Um, and it's, uh, you know, at some point in the comics, he sends Boba Fett out to find, you know, to find Luke and things like that. Um, I think it would be kind of cool if they have a passing or a little introduction I just don't know. They just escaped. So this next episode, five, is they're going to track him down or attempt to track him down. So does that set up in six just one final confrontation? I don't know. And we only have maybe, these are like shortish episodes. So we only got maybe, let's just say, 80 minutes left. Is that fair? Ish. Ish. Um, and so we need to have some climactic moment right at the end of this next episode or right at the start of the last so that we can... Because, again, I think it was shot to be done after six with the option to be more. But I, I don't think there's going to be a cliffhanger. No. I don't think there should be a cliffhanger. This should be a self-contained story in six episodes, which ultimately is like two movies. You know what I mean? Uh, a three-hour movie, so maybe a movie and a half, you know, that type of thing. Um, but I'm really intrigued to see, uh, to see where it goes. So... Um, Gosh, I th- uh, we didn't go shot for shot through this or anything. Uh, was there anything else you uh, you said you didn't care about Wade or no. what about Roken? That's a Ice Cube son. Yeah, um, he had some exposition at the beginning, which makes me think he'll be an important character. Yeah, but because otherwise we don't really need it. Yeah. Did you find that particular? I don't. know. I found that one a little weird. Yeah. Like, Why did you think it was weird? I just felt like it was unnecessary to just, like, all of a sudden he springs into a story about this, and he's like, oh, you shouldn't do it. Then, like, oh, and then he's like, okay, now you need my help, whatever. Right. He's like, no, I won't do it. Here's the story. Yeah, I'll do it. That what, what? did not make sense to me. I don't understand. Yeah. Because uh, what did uh, he, uh, Kenobi was trying to – they need to go rescue a little girl, and then – I had a wife. Well, but to well, lead it, it, yeah, right. But uh, Obi Wan said something like, uh, uh, "You have no idea what you're doing, or you have no idea what it's like." And the guy goes, "Oh, I know what it's like. I had a wife. She was a force sensitive. And then the Inquisitors came and they took her. And I'll help okay, you. I'll help you. Yeah. Wait. It was so weird. I'm not gonna say it's bad acting. I think it's just it more okay. the was, story it slash was, writing. Yeah. It was just." Why even make him say no? Just right. make him say yes, and he tells the story on the way or whatever. I like that. So what made you uh, want to do this? Well, I had a wife that she blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I didn't see the, as an actor, I didn't see the beat. I didn't see the change in. Just kind of. Okay, I'll do it. There wasn't a pause, think. You know what? I don't want that to happen to somebody else again. Okay, I'll do it. You know, that type of thing. So, I don't know. That was kind of strange. But uh, for Leia's purpose, it was pretty much all about her interrogation. It was a Leah and uh, Leah, a Princess Leia and Reva show uh, with Obi Wan, um, really kind of smuggling himself in. He was kind of he was kind of the Cad Bane trying to steal the holocron. 
you know, breaking into an impenetrable, even though this didn't have shields. So it wasn't so impenetrable because no one would be crazy enough to come in there, right? Yes. But, um, yeah. Any last uh, thoughts on this one? You know what I'm going to say. Okay, then let me beat you to it. Uh, a thing that I did enjoy about the very end after Reva said she let them go, this is the same trick that he places on the Millennium Falcon in A New Hope. Yep. And so he learned that trick from Reva, you know, a Tarkin go after they escape so that they can track them back to Yavin and then blow them up. You know, you know, are you sure the homing beacon is secured? We're taking a terrible risk here, Lord Vader. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. And so it's really kind of, it's one of those plan for the worst, hope for the best. Right. And so plan for the worst is that yeah. they escape and then if we don't need it, great. But then both times they've, they've needed it. So, uh, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say there's uh, no Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, I knew you were going to go Chris O'Dowd. I just didn't want to say that. Um, yes, yes, yeah. I think that's about it. Uh, really great moment there at the end. You know, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ben to Leia, even though she knows who he is now. Just the sweetest, sweetest moment, moment right before Lola activates herself. Leia reaches over, grabs his hand, and they hold hands, and he just uses thumb, just rubs her hand. Mm -hmm. My protector. You came. Yeah. They they said you were dead. They said you were burned and left. You came. You came. And so her whole ideology be, uh, about rebels and this path that she just discovered, this can be the birth of her rebellion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Over the next nine years, this could have, they came for me. I can't give up on them. And... Um, yeah. For somebody who didn't want to go to rescue her and leave his cave on ta Tatooine, yeah, right. he really went all out to, to, to bring her home. So, um, good. Good. Uh, I think I got all my comments. Anything you want? Yeah? Okay. Uh, so, we're going to wrap this one up so that we can uh, go watch uh, episode five here momentarily uh, and get working on that podcast so that uh, we can uh, get uh, you know back on on track here uh so thank you so much for listening if you have any questions for us concerning anything about obi-wan